Hey everybody, welcome to the SPAC podcast. My name is Alex Cutler, as you may know, the Stockcast, and with us obviously is SPAC Mania. Dana, how are you doing, man? Fantastic. Enthusiastic <laughs> to uh, express my opinionated site or uh, insights on um, IPOF today. Yeah, IPOF has been uh, kind of a mixed feeling for the last couple of days. Um, I think a lot of people, when it came to uh, Chamath's um, social, social capital, uh, SPACs, they didn't expect IPOF to go with a fitness type of company. And uh, oh, no. as soon as the, it was already low in price and IPOF used to be something that you would buy on the, on the premium in order to kind of get the, the popularity that Chamath provides. And at first glance, you're like, Ooh, fitness. I don't know if I like this um, because it has the, the overall sector, the SPAC sector has not really re- responded well to fitness uh, we saw with the likes of FRX uh, with yep. Beachbody, which is a great, great company, highly, highly gro- high growth there. Um, but with IPOF, we have something that's not digital based. It's uh, it's a brick and mortar with e- uh, Equinox Holdings. Um, do you have any feelings on Equinox at all? Well, yeah, no, and I, I completely agree. I think uh, the, the sentiment and the expectation was that Chamath would go with a tech based company or something just more meaningful. You know, to date, he's invested in disruptive uh, companies that are kind of game changers, everything from desktop metal, open door, you name it, right? And so um, people are devastated to see that it's not that, you know, of course, people are joking, you know, maybe this is Chamath's way of turning his chicken legs into something meaningful. But uh, yeah, I had to say it. (laughs) I'm disappointed, man. I've been holding on to this forever. Um, And with the expectation, you know, you think back in February, um, when SoFi was announced for IPOE, IPO D and F just jumped, you know, 17, 18, 19 bucks. And then, you know, with the whole SPAC apocalypse that's happened over the past 14 weeks, it's fallen now back below where it was initially started, which was around like 1070. I think it's at like $10 right now. Um, so, you know, obviously in hindsight, wish I had sold the news, didn't, we were all high and, uh, expecting a lot, especially considering uh, Chamath, you know, frequently talks about, you know, climate change and, um, you know, I mean, everything he's done most recently, Clover Health aside, um, you know, has been pretty meaningful and something to be excited about, right? Some kind of game-changing business model. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I had to do a deep dive, right? I think we all were like, okay, what the hell is Equinox? I got on Mm -hmm. Google fired up the picture gallery. I was like, wow, there's some bougie, you know, workout facilities. And I guess it's all East Coast, I guess. Um, I yeah. do know. Yeah, I mean, they, they own Soul Cycle too, which I guess is a rival of uh, Peloton. So, well, the, the unveiling of, of that, of obviously they have their own cycling, cycling, but the unveiling came at a really bad time because of what has happened to Peloton. And Peloton kind of is the pure play for the fitness sector on the stock market. And with them recalling over 127, is it million or is it thousand? I think it's 127. Yeah, this treadmill recall will cost them about $4 billion in expected sales. That's substantial, that's substantial. So it caused a massive hit across the whole board, but if anything, it should have caused a rotation into the likes of FRX um, with Beachbody. And Equinox, uh, I think people, when it came to IPOF, even yourself and many others were speculating like this could be, this could have been plaid. 
This is exactly what people thought. It could have been plaid. It could have been something that was in high demand. And there was really no demand for Equinox. But I will tell you this. I will be willing to wait for it if it drops below NAV, uh, which is currently at NAV. And I'm just saying maybe upon a really bad stock market trading, I'll definitely take advantage, take advantage of it, drop it below 10 and maybe even add a position. Because at the, at the first glance, it's not the sexiest play, but it's very safe play because it's a well-structured company because it generates around $1.4 billion annually. It has over 300 locations around uh, nationwide, uh, but it's predominantly on the East Coast. And again, it has that, it sells equipment. But people are going to, if anyone ever kind of trust. It's got a hotel chain too. Equinox hotel. Yeah, it does have a hotel. It does have a hotel chain too, but people don't really pay attention to that. That's 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 the issue here. Um, when you think of Equinox Holdings, you think of the workout place. You don't think about the, the everything that's being held. So if you are an investor, you need to look into the overall holdings of what they have in their in their portfolio and what things they own own. But um, again, when there's a bullish sentiment sentiment, you need to look at it as a whole. Um, when it comes to the gym gym aspect they're not really even close to the likes of planet fitness. So if any kind of bullish uh, statements comes out, it's going to be the next planet fitness. No, not even close. Only has a 300 locations at best. And planet fitness has over 1,900 locations across the whole, whole, whole glo- uh, nation. I believe but you have as to well consider as like the earnings uh, per location, uh, mm-hmm. how that correlates with planet fitness. Sure. Planet fitness exponentially has more properties but uh, do they earn as much collectively as, you know, I haven't done the math on that. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You, know, you got to do your diligent, due diligence and figure out, you know, what does it actually entail under the Equinox uh, umbrella? You also mentioned too, um, you know, they're profitable, but they do have um, just under $1.4 billion in debt. Um, just last the, the, year. The- yeah, the debt does cause an issue. But to kind of answer your question, when it came to Planet Fitness, I had that ready. Is that yeah, Planet Fitness does have a lot of locations. It's not as high as a return of an of a position. At, I mean, not return on of uh, cash as and revenue on per location. But they do generate over five point five. Am I saying that correct? Five point five. Mm, I need to double check on that. But again, they still they still generate more revenue than the likes of Equinox. Um, but it's, it's still, they only are gyms. They're only gyms. And, uh, I think that people need to look into it, but again, they're not one in the same. They're absolutely different. Uh, when you're thinking of Equinox, you need to look at the likes. It's like an LA fitness or a 24 hour fitness type of uh, company. But with just exquisite facilities, I mean, it's something fresh out of an architectural digest magazine. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I'd shell out that kind of money to participate in a gym like that. But I do think, you know, you have to consider behaviorally as people get vaccinated, you know, will the gym and kind of workout um, industry recover um, to the likes of what it was prior to the pandemic? You know, some people are optimistic about that. And you'd only hope that like, you know, there's been talks of a $9 billion valuation. I've also seen $7 billion. We won't know until, uh, you know, that paperwork is filed with the SEC, what that valuation is, but hopefully it's less, right? The other thing too that was I was curious what your thoughts are. Do you think there's a correlation, you know, with this announcement and the timing of it with the Peloton stock just falling? No question. You're just but it, incidental. 
it's too coincidental, but there's a lot of, there was a very um, emotional response from investors that were holding like yourself. Like you're like retail investors that were just like, this is not what I wanted. This is not what I wanted. You know what? I'm not going to be in it. So any kind of growth that could have came off of this, which it did show a decent spike, like maybe 6% and then it pulled back hard. Um, the pre-market per, like uh, purchases that really showed the interest. And there was really not that much. Usually upon uh, DEA, you see it shoot up maybe 12 to 15% upon a good target, which Equinox is a decent target. It's a very, it's considered one of the most uh, innovative companies, but there's more to it. Um, even myself, before I even knew about Equinox, uh, I knew that it was uh, a gym, but I didn't know it was a hotel. But that's, that's the issue. There's not enough educated retail investors. So right now, I'm probably willing to maybe open up a small position, but I, I'd rather wait until to get a taste of the overall market, what they think about this after the merger closes. Because um, you can see that clearly, Shamath is kind of like an ARK investment situation where he may be quite brilliant and he's a very successful investor, but he is being targeted substantially by the likes of the hedge funds um, and a lot of shorts where if any kind of announcement comes, they're going to target him and try to put him to the ground. And it sucks to see. Um, you saw what, the, what, they, what they did with Clove, Clover. You yep. see what they're currently dealing with Equinox. And I hope to God there's really no reason to go against SoFi. But SoFi could be a short target in the future. But you, there's too much upside there. But I, for me, Equinox, I'm going to keep my hands off until – maybe until it drops below NAV or after the merger closes, because um, really it's just, I think there's a lot of ignorance to it. People don't want to show any, like they're not going to show any uh, attention to it. And there's a lot of ignorance to the situation, to the current situation there. Yeah, no, and I'm, God, I'm just underwater here. I bought some $10 um, July calls a while ago and I've been just averaging down and you know, I'm still, um, very negative, but I'm hoping that, you know, we haven't heard anything from Chamath, at least I haven't checked in the last 24 hours on this. And so I'm just praying to God, he, you know, sees the initial reaction here and then does what he does best, you know, turns on it, puts on his showman hat and cape and gets out there, starts, you know, getting people excited about why they chose this move. I don't think, you know, it's fair for everyone to assess until we, we know, you know, what, what's so enticing about this. And I agree, you know, the thing that really um, boils my blood is that, yeah, the expectation was high when Chamath tweets, you know, something cryptic, uh, dear plaid, you know, a rose and a snake, love Chamath. You know, I don't know what the hell that means, but it basically would suggest to anyone, I think that, he was interested and at the time, you know, he's the SPAC king. Why wouldn't, you know, anyone consider um, teaming up with a guy that is just so, um, you know, noisy on social media in all the right ways at that time. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, everything he was touching turned to gold initially. And mind you, mm -hmm. that's back in February beyond, but I did read too that uh, Equinox, you know, had seen, I think it was 11 or 12 other SPAC deals prior to the consideration of this one. And um, so it's, yeah, I think more information is to come. I'm gonna hold these options for at least like another two weeks. I might have to cut my losses, but um, I'm just eager to see what he comes out and says, how people respond to it. Maybe he's able to change the rhetoric. 
And I'd love to see him on CNBC and uh, you know give us the full you know. Uh, what, I will say that. Yeah, I will say, out here. I will say, yeah, what <laughs> I would say, what I will say, this is that even though the retail investors may not be excited for this, but the overall analysts will. They're going to wait until merger closes and then they'll talk about because there's been plenty of talk about FRX. They said that this thing deserves, this is a great investment for the long term, obvious growth for the company. It's a healthy company. It'd be smart. It's a smart hold and they have great leadership. And Equinox is the exact same way, except for the digital aspect. There's not that much to it, but they're, what they lack in digital aspects, they also make up for it in their holdings with hotels, which are high luxury type of hotel, hotels. And with the world reopening, um, and like I'm down in Florida, they just said that they don't, there's no mask mandate. I'm like, okay. So there's going to be traveling starting to happen and people are going to be going to the hotels and there's going to be a return and value for that. So um, for anyone that's watching, that's kind of considering or uh, investing into IPOF or is currently holding IPOF and not happy with the current current uh, announcement, you might want to hold off for a second, just in um, educate yourself on the situation because Truthfully, you may make an emotional situation instead of being analytical, like I've continuously said on any of my live streams on Twitter or any kind of post that I've said on Twitter, be an, an analytical investor. Don't be an emotional because you'll most likely get yourself out of position where you should be and and you'll you'll screw up. Well, and so. to, you know, don't let Twitter pollute your uh, perspective on things. I think too many people hop on and immediately see, you know, what some of the more prominent Twitter users are saying. And they haven't done their homework quite yet, you know, so I don't think it's fair to make a snap judgment. Um, I am also curious too, you know, personally, they talked about how SoulCycle is a rival, they got their classes, but like, you know, what makes Peloton so unique is one, they obviously have their hardware that works with their software. They have all this in on-demand content. They have Beyonce as a, a partner um, on the content side of things. Everything about Peloton is fantastic. It's made money in the past. Um, I wonder though, right now, because of um, Peloton is kind of front page, front and center of uh, the discussion in you know the realm of gyms and you know health and wellness. You wonder if like once that kind of cools down, if Equinox just kind of slithers into the conversation and kind of uh, becomes more uh, of a prominent discussion point, especially like you said with analysts. Um, again, I think people will take that deeper dive once Chamath opens up. And so I'll just be following his Twitter feed here until he speaks up. Um, but yeah, for some, he kind of like if Chamath ever listens to this, he get, he holds a duty to the retail investors for those that believed in him. He needs to say something. Yeah. Because he's been silent for a very long time and he's been coming on once or twice, but he needs to go in and talk about the company. Like you see, um, uh, what are the last names? Terica, like the, the forest company continuously jumping on weekly to talk to put their investors, their shareholders, or just potential retail investors. And just kind of just talking to them about the SPAC situation and the overall SPAC, SPAC world. And I like that. But in the same way, you kind of paint yourself a picture, paint yourself a target, correct, correction. But uh, in the same way, you, you earn your trust there. Yeah. And his, the trust into Chamath has kind of been shaken a little bit because of the, the news of him selling Clove and so on. And 
and I, and I know, I understand, I understand slightly the retail investors emotions towards that, but like who wouldn't take some profit and kind of rotate it, but yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I think you're talking about Virgin Galactic, you know, he sold stake. There. He also did with Clove. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, this Virgin Galactic stake was worth like a quarter billion dollars. And, you know, mm-hmm. he came out and said in a Bloomberg article, hey, you know, I'm doing this so that I, you know, I've got another meaningful investment in the pipeline. Can't fault him for it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think uh, more is to come. I'm kind of handcuffed to the situation. I'll have to wait and see. Um but yeah, I think hopefully he'll be able to change the rhetoric. And then the other thing too is what could be exciting about this is maybe there's a hardware partnership along the line. We know that Peloton has been incredibly successful um, and you know the timing of that was perfect, brilliant with the pandemic. Behaviorally, people switched their gym memberships and brought this you know, beautiful, sexy device at home to work out now um, you know, behaviorally, they might be intrigued to get back outside, enthusiastic to, you know, go back to their gym. But maybe also, it's been a whole year that behavioral change could have sat in, and so I'm sure Equinox and Peloton they probably have that type of data where they can make those decisions, and you know, um, maybe that's something that could come and really help, you know, strengthen the portfolio or or the, the family of products and offerings and services from Equinox. So fingers crossed. I don't have any wood on in front of me to knock on, but. I got you. <laughs> um, but for yes, the, biggest, the biggest question is, is do they have a digital fitness aspect to them? Because if they don't, that could definitely be something that they could rotate into. Well, and so that's what I was curious about too. Everyone's like, they've got the majority stake in SoulCycle, which are these, you know, class, the studio classes, cycling classes, which is kind of the bread and butter of Peloton. But you're absolutely right. You know, that on-demand experience um, is popular. It's what gets people talking. You know, people start to fall in love with certain instructors and like how expensive could it be to build out a digital experience like that that's convenient? You know, the, the biggest thing, the biggest hurdle for anyone working out, just getting to the goddamn gym. I mean, I'm no perfect specimen and I'll be the first to admit who's enthusiastic about going to work out, right? Let's just keep it real here. And so you, know, you should, share, you should share my, let me share my, share my screen. I'll show you something. Yeah. So I did not know this, but I'll definitely. Uh... Fire away, big dog. So this, this is Equinox. Equinox wow. does have, dig, does have digital demand for fitness. That's pretty you know until I saw their shirts, I thought this is Peloton. Does this yeah. not have the same look and feel energy? I mean, they're basically rolling out a very similar playbook. A lot of I've been on a Peloton. It's a fantastic piece of equipment. The quality mm-hmm. of the instructors is A plus, if you ask me. And there is there is I mean, someone's got to say it. There's a sex appeal about all of the instructors. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, but like, this is, this is cool. Uh, I mean, I don't got Beyonce yet, but. Yeah, but I didn't even know this, that this is, this is something that they're, that this is a digital, digital aspect to their fitness. This is both, you're getting the brick and mortar, but you're also getting the digital fitness to it all in one. Like, look, that oh, looks wow. just like that. So there's a bike, you know, for people who are listening on Spotify, your app. check us out on YouTube because uh, we're streaming a, a video here that's basically 
a, a Peloton-like experience. It's in-studio experience. It's high energy. Um, it's kind it's of a amazing. mixture between Peloton and uh, and uh, Beachbody right now. Yeah. Well, and I think, gosh, this is totally lost in the conversation, you know, especially in the FinTwit community. Not one person has acknowledged this. And, uh, you know, again, it, it just goes to show that perhaps the the rhetoric is a false rhetoric on uh, on Twitter, that people aren't quite comprehending the bigger picture. I mean, say what you want about Chamath, guarantees pretty much he's smarter than 95% of the people on Twitter right now. So, yeah. well, thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. No problem. I don't have I anything. I think that, that, that as soon as I searched that, I heard about Varus, but I didn't know what the heck it was. And then I searched for it while we were talking. And I'm like, whoa, this is something bigger than I expected. So. That's bigger than like all the people that have the bullish aspect for beach body. That's now something to bring in to them. And it is like, they do. You just saw it. They have their own treadmill. They have their own bike. They have their own, own, um, uh, fitness, fitness, uh, like personal trainers. They have all the programs and, it, and it's just beginning. It's still, uh, still at the beginning. It's, it's the luxury high, high, uh, premium type of, uh, fitness programs, but, you get you get the most that you pay out of so well it, uh, it looks like everything big. peloton has and more if you ask me i mean they had the hardware they had the content they had the same experience but now they've got gyms they've got you know, these luxury hotels they've got you know soul cycle um they have everything yeah well uh, more reason why you know it'll be interesting to see you know what comes here in the coming weeks and then also too it's just this is just came out on Bloomberg. I know there was a small piece on CNBC, but like, is this definitive yet? You know, we haven't seen anything filed on the SEC yet. Chamath hasn't come out yet. And so you, you wonder if like their PR team and everyone's just waiting for things to be finalized. And then there's a, you know, PR newswire blitz of exciting, you know, substantial news to come. Um, so yeah, I'm not encouraging people to buy right now because you know I, I will admit I'm a little bit worrisome, but um, I'm equally as excited just to see what comes of this because uh, if it captures any of the, the excitement that Peloton has, I think we're sitting pretty. And uh, you know, Peloton, as you know, is just kind of epitomized hyper growth in just 2020 alone from the pandemic. So yeah, fingers and, crossed. And, yeah, fingers crossed. And I'm, I'm going to say this: it just it's. It, it, it does kind of piss me off a little bit when people are don't have their eyes open enough or educated themselves enough before they make an opinion on something like even myself like i didn't you have to learn like this this whole situation i learned and now my opinion is changing but i have not made a, a public statement about it yet because i need to still learn and my initial what makes it special i didn't know that much and then you're learning more about varus their their whole program and it's just the same exact same thing with Beachbody. Like you really don't think that these things will grow. I really, this whole, these, both of these companies are going to be just like GMHI. Uh, what GMHI was like GHMI, GMHI, whatever. It was Luminar while it was a SPAC and it stayed between 1080, maybe even dropped to 1050 and then it went up to 11. And that was like four months and it did nothing. I'm just sitting there like, just like, dude, like, look at this. Like, you need to know what the hell this is. And prior, like two weeks prior, it just ran. 
it ran because people realized what they had, what the partnerships, what, what the upside was for it, the technology. And it ran and it ran hard and it went all the way up to $44 after merger closure. Now, granted, it's not the exact same sector, but this is a very healthy company with a lot of growth aspects, not only Beachbody, but also Equinox. Like you can't really fight this. Like $1.5 billion or $1.4 billion for Equinox in total revenue. And they have multiple holdings in in hotels and fitness and now digital fitness. And then you have Beachbody that does digital fitness also, uh, and both do fitness equipment. And then you have the nutrition side of, uh, of uh, Beachbody. Like you, you really don't see the, the, the growth aspect of this and they both have been healthy. It's not an at-home company. And, well, and, for, and that's a lot to how they monetize on, you know, their on-demand experience and, you know, even the financing of their hardware. We know the most intriguing thing I think for Peloton is that you can finance it at like no interest. They deliver it to you. I mean, they really remove all the inconvenience and make it so easy uh, to get that, you know, early or easy entrance or uh, adoption, you know, which is kind of, I don't think it's ever been really available in that space to date. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know about like subscription models. I mean, I'm sure they've uh, obviously got a, a savvy business model that works, but, you know, mm-hmm. more reason why I think all of us need to do a deeper dive, better understand this before we pass any judgment. No question. And we just did it now. So I hope that you guys listened as well and dive, dive deeper into it because there's more to it than just a gym. There's a lot more than just brick and mortar. And even myself, in the last 15 minutes, I learned something new too. Well, hey, I think that's all we got to say. Definitely, if you haven't checked already, um, Alex did an interview with Peter Rollinson, CCIV. It's fantastic. Check it out. It's on the StockCast, um, YouTube. Fantastic. And then, of course, listen to us on uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, everything. We are, uh, we're big time. And uh, as always, thank you. <laughs> thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Make sure, before you end this, make sure to leave a like. Continue to show your support. Yeah. Let us know what you want to hear about. Absolutely. Bye, guys.